Nice career, Macca. Thanks for everything. Time to make room for a new generation. It was a shock. I was the most accomplished triathlete on the planet at any distance, had already proved that I could win in Kona and had come in fourth in 2009, yet I was being written off as irrelevant. It just goes to show you how quickly you can be dismissed in favour of the next big thing. Kona, 2008 and 2009. The thing is, I knew I could win in 2010. In 2008, my bike failure had torn me apart because I hadn't even had the chance to defend my title. I never said a word about it. Kona is a very small place and I didn't want to take anything away from Craig or the other competitors by making excuses. I have too much respect for them and for the sport. After my gear breakdown forced me to quit in the bike stage, I went back to my room at the King Kamehameha Hotel, watched the top pros finish the bike stage and start the marathon and saw Craig cross the line to win his first title. I've been left off Olympic teams and had a lot of things happen in my career, but that was the most difficult thing I have ever dealt with in the sport. I felt cheated. An equipment failure makes all the time training, suffering and pain meaningless. I hadn't lost. The race had been stolen from me by something beyond my control. It was galling. I went away and studied the event, and I came back in 2009 ready to challenge Craig. Kona was a race that suited him. He's a smaller guy and he loves the heat and humidity, which are always a part of the challenge of Kona. I knew he was coming into his own in a way, but in the pre-race interviews I said, Crowey, Craig Alexander's nickname, has borrowed my title and has never beaten me in Kona, which he hadn't. Since I'd been forced to drop out because of an equipment failure, he hadn't really defeated me mano a mano. I've raced him since 1994 in Australia, and in maybe a hundred races he's beaten me four times. I know he feels the pressure of that. Not everyone appreciated me saying that, speaking my mind hasn't always made me popular, but I was simply highlighting the fact that his bike is his weakness, telling everyone how I was going to win and creating some self-doubt in Craig, playing the mental game I've used so effectively over the years. Well, you know what they say about best laid plans. In 2009 I had a terrible swim. I put myself in a position to win on the bike, but Craig ultimately caught me on the run. He's one of the best marathoners ever to compete at Kona, and won his second consecutive title. And that was it. Macca's done. But I knew that even after taking my awful swim into account, my 2009 performance had been spectacular, perhaps even better than my win in 2007. I lost three and a half minutes in the swim for reasons we've still never figured out. I was behind blokes I've never been behind in my whole career. This is a problem with some people in our sport. They watch results, not races. If they knew anything about the trends of an athlete, they would have said, hold on, there's something wrong with Macca Swim there. I'd never swum 54 minutes. I'd always swum 50. I was on the back foot from the swim, fought to catch the front group on the bike and rode minutes into them. I cut into their lead. Then I fell apart in the marathon, dropped back to seventh and pulled myself together to come in fourth in the event, four minutes down from the winner. If I have a more typical swim and don't lose those three and a half minutes early on, then boom, I'm only 30 seconds down from the leader and racing Craig for the title. So I wasn't deluding myself. It wasn't that I couldn't compete with the guys who had finished ahead of me in the swim. I knew I could. Believe me, I never want to be the worn-out heavyweight boxer who keeps coming back looking for one more night of glory only to get his face punched in. Every athlete can feel when it's time to quit. When it's time for me to retire, I'll be happy to go home and spend more time with my wife and daughters. But in 2009, I didn't feel that way. Even as everybody in the sport was busy writing my obituary, I was ready to show that reports of my demise were premature. Hacking the race. When I said I was coming back to Kona in 2010, everyone was stunned. 
I heard the word dinosaur a few times. People said things like, here goes McCormack gobbing off again. He needs to convince himself so he goes out and tells anyone who will listen what he's going to do to win the event. He's a dreamer. He could never drop these guys in the bike and Alexander's too good a runner. Mac is too old. He can't do it. Well, I knew I could win. In the off-season, I did what so many other triathletes don't do. I broke down the race and looked at it strategically. I think of myself as a computer hacker looking for a way to break into a system. When I watched film of the 2009 race, I saw that the runners were winning the event because of how the rest of us were handling the bike stage. I noticed that on the bike, from mile marker 40 to mile marker 80, where we turn off the Queen K Highway and head up to the turnaround at the town of Harvey, the riders were turning to settle in instead of pushing to get position on other athletes. The area is notorious for its treacherous crosswinds and everybody was playing it safe in the winds. This meant that while on their bikes, the best runners got to rest their legs. Their fitness brought them back to Kona.